0: necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my loyal, lovely listeners. Today is Thursday. Motherland May the 27th. Oh my God, you guys, we are rapidly approaching, wrapping up motherland may and mental health awareness month now on this episode of as the massage table turns we're going to continue skipping down the lane of mental health awareness because you know mental health is important and you don't necessarily always have to have something wrong with your brain you know but you got to keep your brain healthy too You got to set boundaries for yourself and you have to have, you know, self-love, self-respect and all those other things, which are a part of your mental health. So when I come back from this brief pause for the cause, we'll be back reading a fabulous article. (laughs) I love you so much for listening. Happy Thursday. Warning, the following program contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. All right, my lovelies, we are on a website called healthyrelationshipsinitiative.org and the article is entitled Healthy Versus Unhealthy Boundaries by Eleanor Beeslar. What exactly do healthy boundaries look like? Healthy boundaries are a key element in your physical, mental, and emotional health. Told y'all. <laughs> they look different for each person and relationship. And they may change over time. Healthy boundaries are also bi-directional. They involve communication, communicating your wants and needs in a relationship while also respecting the wants and needs of the other person in the relationship. Boundaries can be both physical and emotional. Physical boundaries involve what you are comfortable with regarding personal space touch, privacy, and sexual contact. Emotional boundaries, emotional boundaries, on the other hand, encompass the line between your feelings and the feelings of others. This looks like taking responsibility for your own feelings and recognizing that you cannot control what others feel. It also involves being aware of what you do Do not feel comfortable sharing with others and honoring those limits. Here are just a few examples of what healthy boundaries might look like. Valuing your personal boundaries and not compromising them for someone else. Saying no and accepting when others say no. Knowing who you are and what you want and communicating that to others. Engaging in appropriate sharing. Not letting others define you or your sense of self-worth. Knowing that your needs and feelings are just as important as the needs and feelings of others. Knowing that you have the right to your emotions and feelings. Respecting others' values, beliefs, and opinions, while knowing that you do not have to compromise your own values, beliefs, and opinions. Regardless of what type of boundaries you are talking about, it's important to keep in mind that healthy boundaries are all about you and the other person in the relationship wants. Needs and limits being honored and respected it's also too important to remember that healthy boundaries take effort and intentionality to implement and maintain healthy boundaries can also help prevent relationship abuse by helping individuals understand the difference between what is acceptable versus unacceptable behavior in different types of relationships what do unhealthy boundaries look like Now that we have a better understanding of what healthy boundaries look like, let's talk about unhealthy boundaries. Unhealthy boundaries involve a disregard for your own and others' values, wants, needs, and limits. They can also lead to potentially abusive dating slash romantic relationships and increase the chances of other types of abusive relationships as well. Here are some examples of what unhealthy boundaries may look like. Disrespecting the values, beliefs, and opinions of others when you do not agree with them. Not saying no or not accepting when others say no. Feeling like you are responsible for other people's feelings and or happiness. Feeling like you are responsible for fixing or saving others. Touching people without their permission. Engaging in sexual activity without clear consent from the other person. We hope that today's blog has helped you gain a better understanding of what healthy versus unhealthy boundaries look like. We encourage you to keep this information in mind as you set boundaries in your relationships. We will also be sharing more about how to set healthy boundaries in your relationships in tomorrow's blog. So be sure to stay tuned. Now, they do have how do I set healthy boundaries in my relationships. And that's a hyperlink. And I'm going to click it. And I'm only going to give it a couple of seconds. If it doesn't click, we're going to skip it. How Do I Set Healthy Boundaries in My Relationships? This story, is article, I'm sorry, is also by Eleanor Beeslar. Now that we've talked about what healthy versus unhealthy boundaries look like, we can focus on how to set healthy boundaries in your relationships. Healthy boundaries are essential for safe, happy, and healthy relationships as they allow you and the other person to feel respected, cared for, and understood healthy boundaries also take work to develop and maintain and can change over time in today's blog we will be providing tips to help you set healthy boundaries in your relationships know your wants needs fears and limits the first step in setting healthy boundaries is understanding what you want and need from a relationship as well as what your fears and limits are within that relationship This may involve thinking back to past relationships and looking internally to understand what felt comfortable and safe and what felt scary and unsettling. Once you have a better understanding of what you need to feel safe, accepted, and happy in a relationship, it is easier to communicate these wants and needs to others. When communicating your boundaries, be clear, specific, and direct. The next step in setting healthy boundaries in your relationships, is to communicate them to the other person. When talking to someone about your boundaries, it is important to be clear and direct about your needs, wants, fears, and limits. This leaves little room for miscommunication or misinterpretation from the other person. It is also helpful to be specific when communicating your boundaries to others. For example, a teen can set a boundary with a parent about privacy and autonomy by asking them to refrain from reading their journal. Here is what that may sound like. Please do not read my journal. I feel disrespected when my privacy is violated. Follow through with your boundaries. Another important step. In healthy boundary setting involves following through with your boundaries. Be sure to enforce your boundaries with others, especially when they are being violated. You have the right to say no and speak out when someone else crosses or disrespects a boundary. Though it may feel scary at first, this is a crucial part of maintaining healthy boundaries over time. A great way to check in with others about your boundaries is to have a boundary conversation when things are going well. Boundaries can change over time. As we grow and change, our boundaries may grow and change with us. And that is completely normal. With time and and experience, you may be comfortable with something that at first you were not okay with. It is important to keep checking in with yourself and recognizing your wants, needs, fears, and limits as they change over time. It is also essential to communicate changes in your boundaries with the people you have relationships with. Though we have mostly talked about boundaries growing and expanding over time, we also want to recognize that the opposite is also true. Just because you were comfortable with something in the beginning of the relationship does not mean that you can't change your mind about it later on. This is especially critical when thinking about sexual boundaries and consent. You have the right to change your mind about what you are comfortable with in a sexual relationship and you can say no at any point where you feel uncomfortable. We hope that this information has been helpful and that you will keep these tips in mind as you are working on setting and maintaining healthy boundaries in your different relationships. And that article was done on April 17th, 2019. Okay, I believe. Anyway, thank you so much. HealthyRelationshipsInitiative.org for your contribution to this portion of As the Massage Table Turns. And we will be right back after this brief pause. I love you for listening. All right, my preciouses, we are back and we are on the website, powerofpositivity.com. And their little um, saying is, every day is a day to shine, shine on. The article is entitled, Five Ways to Respond to People Who Violate Your Boundaries. (laughs) And this was written June 14th, 2019. Setting boundaries is crucial, but it can be difficult to keep healthy and positive boundaries up when others violate them. It's incredibly frustrating to draw lines only to have them crossed again and again. Most people do not intentionally violate boundaries. They do so out of ignorance, lack of critical thought, or because that's their go-to strategy for building any kind of relationship with someone. Still, regardless of good or bad intent, your boundaries have still been violated. And no matter how many times you try to protect them, they are just invaded once again. It's a very uncomfortable and unpleasant feeling to see the lines you clearly indicate blatantly stepped over. The trick to preventing this lies in learning how to deal with people who just can't respect your boundaries. Simply allowing it to keep on happening is not the way to go. Here are some ways to respond to people who violate your boundaries. Five ways to respond to people who violate your boundaries. One, make your boundaries extra clear to yourself and to others. It is possible that some boundaries you are setting are not consistent or clear, leading to confusion or making them appear less like boundaries and more like suggestions. You may feel too tired to enforce your boundaries one day and let them slip, allowing others to perceive that you are, that you are okay with whatever is going on. You need to have a very good idea of where your boundaries are, when they are already being crossed, causing discomfort, it makes sense that you'd have trouble articulating them or making sense of them. As such, it's important that you take some time to yourself to contemplate exactly what your boundaries are. Why is this so important? In the event that someone crosses a line and you need to explain your boundaries to them, you want to be able to explain them in a foolproof, loophole-free manner that is consistent and accurate. When someone violates them, you'll be able to calmly and quickly inform them where those boundaries are. Not sure how to figure out where your real boundaries lie? You have to be honest with yourself, but it's easier said than done. Here are some tips for positive action. Give yourself permission to have boundaries and recognize that you deserve to have them. Start small and work your way up. Discuss them with a trusted friend, family member, or therapist. Pay attention to your emotions and feelings. Learn self-awareness and self-honesty consider your past experiences have trouble sticking to your boundaries you can write them down so you remember them have a close trusted person hold you accountable until you do until you do so naturally turn them into affirmations and repeat them to yourself daily Boundaries must be clearly articulated in order to respond to a person who is violating them. Without clear knowledge on where those boundaries are, you're setting yourself up for inconsistency. Two, you're in charge here. Act like it. This is your life and these are your boundaries. You are the only person who is going to be affected by a lack of respect for them. This means you have the final say. Don't allow anyone to boss you around when it comes to your boundaries. This is crucial, as some less well-intentioned people may use manipulative tactics to get around your boundaries, especially when you start standing up for yourself. For example, they may use phrases like, You're just overreacting. Calm down. It was just a joke. I obviously didn't mean it that way. You're a little too sensitive, don't you think? You're being unreasonable. I didn't know about it, so it's not my fault. Can't you make an exception for me? Aw, I thought we were close friends. You need to lighten up. Where's your sense of humor? Don't allow these phrases to throw you off your off. Don't allow these faces, these phrases to throw you off or make you soften up. Even unintentional manipulation is still manipulation. And you shouldn't be made to feel guilty for having boundaries. There are plenty of ways you can go about correcting these negative people in your life, but it's important that you do correct them. Don't back down even if told to calm down or any other phrase. You have the right to declare your values, so tell them that your boundaries are not on the table for discussion. It's simple, no means no, no matter what. Don't, I mean, scum sir Do note, though, that you do not have to be hurtful in order to be strict. Set boundaries and correct others firmly, but gently and kindly, too, especially for first-time offenders. Do not resort to personal insults like you're just the type of person who tends to cause people to feel uncomfortable. I don't understand how this is so difficult for you to get. You must be pretty dull if you haven't understood me by now. I'm getting sick of telling you about this. You're such an invasive person. You should also be very clear and avoid using wishy-washy words like perhaps, maybe, probably, sometimes, and possibly. Instead, use I statements that articulate feelings instead of past blame, such as, I feel uncomfortable when you stand so close. I feel like you aren't respecting the boundaries I've talked about. When you say things like that, I feel very uncomfortable. This is sure to get a more positive response. Number three, record violations for further adjustment. When someone continues to cross lines again and again, it's time to collect evidence. Use a journal or document to take note of the dates, times, and natures of boundary disrespect. It is also helpful to record the replies that you provide to them in this respect. This will not only allow you to prove someone's negative track record, but it will also allow you to take an objective look at how you handle these situations too. Are you not being clear or firm enough? Are your boundaries inconsistent? Do you tend to react very angrily, leading to more trouble down the line? This can also help you take a look back at someone's actions and consider them carefully. You may learn more about yourself and the other person through this practice. Number four, Accept that not everyone will respect your boundaries. We always hope for the best of people, but but for some, that just doesn't work. There are people who will never listen to you and will never take you seriously, and they will continue to overstep boundaries for as long as you have interactions with them. In these cases, your response has to be different. Don't invest too much energy into correcting them. You cannot change the minds of these people. They may be toxic or just plain ignorant. Either way, it's not pleasant. Consider what they may be behave consider why they may be behaving this way and based on critical thought, decide how you can best respond to their repeated annoying violations. It can take a lot of positive thinking to get your mind on the right track in order to ignore someone who continually violates your boundaries. But there's a lot of wisdom in not giving them the satisfaction of engagement. Instead of reacting angrily or in a way that shows you are upset, you can laugh it off, make a joke about it, ignore them completely, that's my go-to, smile and pretend not to care. Essentially, just don't show them that they're getting to you. It causes a great power shift and your lack of reaction will make the process of goading you less fun for them. Often, this can cause the behavior to stop. Do note that this does not apply the same way to someone who is hurting you physically. Lodge a formal complaint, speak to a higher up at work, or contact the police in these cases, depending on the situation. And we'll be right back after this brief pause. I love you for listening. Number five, cut out those who don't listen. Unfortunately, there may come a point when you realize that someone is a lost cause. If it's a friend or family member, basically someone you can avoid, unlike a colleague at work or someone you have to see often, then it's time to call it quits with them. It's a tough choice. So here are some questions to consider. Number one, what is the nature of your relationship? Is there a purpose to the relationship? Whatever kind it is? Is it healthy? Would it be easy to cut them off? Or is this their one flaw while they provide kindness and support in other ways? Excuse me. Number two. What harm is the relationship causing you? Are you losing focus, becoming anxious or unhappy? Or do you feel like you are being abused? Or does it not really bother you at all? Number three, will burning bridges make things more difficult in the long run? Will it be a decision that haunts you, lands you in trouble, or causes you to lose other relationships? Number four, How easily can you cut things off? If it's a colleague, can you request a work transfer? If it's a family member, are you dependent on them in any way? And whose side is the rest of the family on? Is it a housemate? And if so, can you move out quickly? If it's a friend, will your other friends likely try to convince you to rethink? It can be difficult. It can be a difficult decision to make. But with positive thinking and confidence, you can and should make a choice that is most helpful to you. At the end of the day, you have multiple options to choose from when it comes to distancing yourself from someone who won't stop violating your boundaries. You do not need permission or approval in order to do what's best for you. Final thoughts on some ways to respond to people who violate your boundaries. Boundary breakers come in all forms. They can be family members, friends, and colleagues. They can be toxic, manipulative, or actually have good intentions. But no matter who violates your boundaries and why, it's important to keep in mind that your boundaries are valid and you deserve for them to be respected. Setting boundaries can be difficult and reinforcing them against those who break them is even harder. There is no easy answer and solutions to this problem aren't one size fits all. You have to determine the cause for these boundary violations and figure out the best solutions to them. Some people get angry. Others feel offended. Even more, they might seem upset. But the people who matter, will apologize, listen, and learn. Remember, you deserve respect. Your boundaries and those of others should be heeded and abided by. And it is not okay to walk all over them. And that is the conclusion of this article, you guys five ways to respond to people who violate your boundaries and it was brought to you by the power of positivity every day is a day to shine shine on thank you so much for your contribution to this episode of as the massage table turns and you guys that will be the conclusion of this 65th episode of As the Massage Table Turns. Now, keep in mind, it's Thursday, so it's almost Friday, you guys. We're getting there almost to the weekend. We're almost to the end of the month. Juneteenth, June is coming up next. I'll be talking about that in June. So, I will see you on the other side, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Just Miss Rose. Thank you so much for listening to As the Massage Table Turns. I love you for listening. Have a great day.